you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball five days a week and this episode is brought to you by built bar go to builtbar.com use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20 percent off your next order and obviously i wish i had a better outcome to recap here on this sunday morning but well it is what it is as we like to say in 2020 and we got a lot to get to on this Missouri Florida game. Obviously, the Gators took it 41 to 17. And we got to talk about the Foyton round the SEC that happened at halftime. We got to discuss that a little bit. But you know what? First, let's just get to the game, of course, because here's the deal. Obviously, I was somewhat optimistic in this game, as many people were. I picked Missouri to cover the spread. If you follow me over on Tally's site or at Locked on Mizzou, anywhere on social media. You saw that I gave the 13 and a half points, and by God, when Jarvis Ware picked that ball off and ran it into the end zone, I really thought that was going to be maybe what it took to take Missouri over the top and win the football game. But you know what? We found out late on Saturday, at least late in terms of the time left before the football game, We found out that Xavier Delgado and Larry Borum were out. We also found out that Daniel Parker didn't make the trip as well. And you know what? Daniel Parker might as well be a sixth offensive lineman out there at times in that running game, as much of a a road grader type blocker that he can be in the run game. So that was brutal. And honestly, in spite of that fact, you know, obviously that would have tempered my optimism tremendously. But, you know, Marcus Johnson's done a heck of a job this year. And for the most part, I think that line held up fairly well in the first half, certainly the first quarter. But then once Zeke Powell went down, it just seemed like that was one offensive lineman too many. And to me, that was really the story of the football game. I, I just thought that Missouri having, I mean, being down three offensive linemen. I mean, are you kidding me? Who who can overcome that? That's just brutal. Especially a team that's had plenty of question marks on the offensive line coming into the season. To me, those big fellas, again, I've emphasized this. It's worth saying again. Those guys have played really well this season to my eyes. But to me, it was just one guy too many had gone down yesterday and finally the dam broke, as it were. I I just don't think Missouri was able to recover from that. You really saw it in the second half. Obviously, the ground game, the running game, Larry Roundtree couldn't really get a whole lot going, especially in the second half. But, man, Connor Basilak, the quarterback, really had no time to do anything, especially late in that game. I, I just thought too much to overcome, unfortunately, for that Mizzou offense because I really expected us to score. Especially since, especially once you heard that Florida had some, had three fairly important guys in the secondary ruled out because of COVID-19 or the contact tracing, whatever it might be. To me, I really expected a lot of points and it just didn't come, which is obviously disappointing, but I think the explanation is pretty obvious. Again, it all starts up front. 
You know, I will say one thing I emphasized in my previews leading into this Florida Gator football game down in Gainesville was that I didn't think that we needed to trick Florida, especially in the running game. And you know what? While that may have been inaccurate, that may have been that may have been arguable considering our offensive lines situation, which I was obviously unaware of, but boy, you can't say the tricky stuff really helped Mizzou yesterday, did it? Because when Mizzou had a drive going at one point in that football game, we do this double reverse, what looked like Kiki Chisholm was going to pass, and unfortunately, that didn't fool anybody on Florida. They just stuffed the play for a 15-yard loss. I thought maybe Chisholm could have thrown the ball away there, but guess what? That's the that's the chance you take when you give a non-quarterback the football. But, you know, to me, again, knowing what the, the, the state of the offensive line, I can see why Missouri got a little bit more tricky. But my whole thing was... If Texas A&M can just run it down Florida's throat, why can't the Tigers? I, I just but so that was the, the play calling I could question a little bit there and frankly, even early in the game there was there was a 4th and 5, Missouri ended up missing the field goal from 31 yards out. But to me even there, we're down 3 nothing. I just thought, gosh, you could really make an argument that Missouri should go for it here. We just need to score points. We're the underdog. We're in Gainesville. We're 13.5-point underdogs for a reason. I know some people were optimistic coming to this game, and I was one of them. Some people were a lot more optimistic than I was, clearly. But still, you have to have that feel to me as a coach, knowing that this is going to be a rare opportunity for us. And by golly, it sure was a rare opportunity. We didn't get a whole lot of opportunities to score in that football game, it turned out. And you know what? I want to question another fourth down decision by Eli Drinkwitz. But first, a word from our friends at Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado. Well, unfortunately, we weren't able to celebrate responsibly after the Missouri the Missouri win. Well, at least we celebrated Halloween and having good times. At least I did. But you know what? Unfortunately... Not a victory to celebrate, but instead, I just had to get into chill mode, lick my wounds, and hopefully move on to this Mizzou bye week, refreshed, renewed, and looking for more football. So I certainly needed to unwind after that loss. So as always, Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit the reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Again, that's fresh, chilly Coors Light delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Again, celebrate responsibly. Well, obviously, the fourth and one snafu was annoying on a few different levels, right? In the first half, it looked like Missouri got... Florida to jump off sides and it sure looked like one of our offensive linemen reached out and touched the Florida guy but yet no offensive I'm sorry no offsides call was forthcoming against the Gators well I've never seen Eli Drinkwitz drop an f-word yet but he certainly did after that particular play he was not happy with the officials whatsoever and quite honestly 
if you're the offensive lineman there, you got to come out of your stance. You got to, you can't just reach out and sort of, you know, daintily touch the guy on the arm. You, you need to be dramatic there. You need to sell the play. You need to come out of your stance. I mean, practically shove the guy in the chest a little bit. Make it obvious that the guy jumped off sides, please. So that's a little bit of a of a teachable moment there for everyone. But more importantly, though, honestly, even though the officials missed that one, maybe Missouri should have sold that play a little bit better. Frankly, Eli Drinkwitz missed the boat there because even if that doesn't happen, okay, move on. It's fourth down and one. You need to go for it there. Now, the fourth and five, you can say, oh, Missouri should have just taken the points there. We can have a discussion there. I think the analytics, quote unquote, would probably tell you you should have went for that one. But you know what? Fourth and one there in this case, I'm almost sure the analytics would tell you to go for it there. Quite frankly, I don't give a damn what the analytics say. You need to go for a fourth and one on the Florida end of the field. When And by the way, that ended up being a touchback, too. Missouri kicks it into the back of the end zone. So, wait, we gave up an opportunity, one of our rare opportunities to actually put a drive together and get some points on the board. We gave that up for, what, 25, 30 yards worth of field position? Not worth it. Not the right calculation. Sorry, that just didn't make any sense. That was a terrible call by Coach Drinkwitz. It just was. Now, again... Before left tackle Zeke Powell left the game, Missouri moved the ball okay. They obviously weren't finishing off drives very well, but Connor Bazelak was getting some first downs in the passing game at least. The running game wasn't doing a whole lot. But you know what? Man, the receivers, unlike the last two games where I don't think Missouri had a single drop in the previous two victories, way too many drops in this game. You know, first play of the game, I believe. It was definitely the first series. Missouri had a three and out, but Damon Hazleton dropped a pass. Should have been caught. Would have gotten at least six yards, something like that. You know, to be quite honest with you, allow me to digress here for a second. I ended up listening to the first quarter of this game on the radio because, well, I was trying to be a good father. Well, lesson learned there, right? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. My wife is a beautiful, lovely woman. She's a great mom, a great nurse, all that good stuff. But having said that, she has a tendency to be late, and well, unfortunately, that caused me to miss the first quarter. So I'm just letting you know that I'm passing the buck in terms of why I did not get home in time to actually see the entire game on television. But regardless, as I was listening to this football game, the reason I brought this up, because I didn't actually see this Damon Hazleton play, but according to Mike Kelly and the broadcast, it sure sounded like a catchable ball. But what I did see, of course, was the Jalen Knox drop. Now, Connor Bazelak couldn't have thrown a much better ball there, you know, 40, 50 yards down the field, whatever it was. A possible touchdown for Knox, certainly a gigantic gain, a huge gain for the Missouri offense, but just he just dropped it, quite simply. And that's too bad. Knox was really good against Kentucky last week, and he made some plays in this game, too. I'm not saying he was terrible, but that was a play we really, really desperately needed. And, you know, just, just some drops from Missouri that, frankly, we couldn't afford in this, in this particular football game. And, by the way, it was 7-6 Missouri when Knox dropped that football. 
if you're a believer in momentum, we certainly could have used that, no doubt about it. But, you know, I, I just think, honestly, even with the Knox drop, let's say he let's say he hauls that football in, runs it into the end zone, makes it 14-6. to six. I, I think if Zeke Powell gets hurt, I, I think it still just isn't quite enough. I just don't think Missouri's able to do enough offensively to hold off the Gators eventually. Although, to be fair, the defense did enough. It hung in there for the first part of that football game. They weren't great, but they hung in there, and they held, obviously very importantly, held the Gators to field goals on, on a, two of their first scoring drives instead of giving up touchdowns. That's massive, obviously. Certainly, Ennis Rakestraw made a nice play in the red zone to, to break up a pass, you know, to force a field goal on third down. So the defense deserves some credit, and I do think eventually, I think their will was just kind of given up eventually when they realized that the offense wasn't going to do anything. But having said that, they missed a ton of tackles. There were some coverage breakdowns. So, you know, not a great night for the defense either, quite frankly. They did enough maybe in the first half, but second half, they weren't really doing a whole lot well at all, quite frankly. And hey, can you believe... We've gotten two segments into this show without talking about the Foyton around the SEC. Well, we'll talk about that halftime brawl right after this quick word from Built Bar. And here's the thing I like to do on occasion. I like to fast, at least intermittently. But after that long fasting period, why not treat yourself to maybe a half a built bar. Yeah, you don't have to eat the whole thing. Yes, you can be as judicious as you possibly can be because built bar is great for the health conscious person. You can lose or maintain your weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for any type of diet, but especially a keto diet or if you're fasting intermittently. Once again, to me, orange has got to be the underrated flavor in any type of chocolate, but especially the delicious Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your very next order. Again, that's promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. That's for new customers, that's for returning customers, that's for anybody. Just be sure to use that promo code Locked On. At BuiltBar.com. Yes, the Tigers and the Gators are making movies, they're making songs, and they're foitin' round the SEC. Obviously, that's a South Park reference for those for those of you who are fans out there. But you know what? There was a, actually a different reference from another classic animated show that actually popped into my head yesterday. And in fact, it was the classic pretzel episode from the Simpsons. Yes, if you're a Simpsons fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, basically, when all the SEC announcers, when Eli Drinkwitz, when people are saying, oh, this is this is an ugly day for college football. Well, I just had to think of a certain scene from the Simpsons. And you know what? What the heck? I'm just going to play it for you. I'm, 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 I'm in need of a pick-me-up right now. I'm kind of bummed out after this disappointing Tiger game. So how about one of the great scenes of all time? You see, Marge Simpson was trying a new venture. 
She was opening up. She bought her own pretzel franchise. She was trying to sell her crispy, tasty pretzel treats to the masses. And so she thought, you know what would be a good idea? Let's give away some of these tasty treats at the Springfield Isotopes baseball game. But the Isotopes had a giveaway of a new car. And who won it but Mr. Burns? And as you can imagine, the Springfield faithful were none too happy about it. Well, here's what that sounded like. Yeah, the fans do not like this one bit. And here come the pretzels. Oh, no, no, don't do that. You're supposed to be tasting them. Hall of Famer Whitey Ford now on the field, pleading with the crowd for... For some kind of sanity. Uh-oh, and a barrage of pretzels now knocking Whitey unconscious. Wow, this is, uh, this is a black day for baseball. Obviously, <laughs> the reference there, this is, uh, this is a black day for baseball. One, one, a line me and some of my friends have repeated ad nauseum at this point. But, wow, that was quite a digression. But, you know what? I think we all enjoyed it, didn't we? But, regardless, that fight... I will just say, the thing about the fight to me, Dan Mullen, dude, come on. You, you got to be the adult in the situation. I think that's the takeaway there to me. Obviously, that got really out of hand. Did Trey John Jeffcoat hit Kyle Trask late? Yeah, I, I think he probably did, but it wasn't so late and it wasn't so egregious that the officials felt the need to throw a flag. So, I, I don't know. It's not as though he... he targeted him or something like that I, I could understand why the why the Florida guys were upset about that but to me you know Dan Mullen escalated the whole thing that, that was really the issue and then to come out and you know pump his fists after he was already in the tunnel oh I'm gonna come back out the tunnel and start pumping my arms up in the air I saw some Florida defensive back or some player say now that's the kind of coach I would run through a wall for or whatever I was going Really? This is this is how we motivate people? Trying to get into some Royal Rumble situation here? I just thought that was really distasteful. And frankly, I will say I was wrong. I thought all the people who were sort of pushing back against Dan Mullen, it just seemed sort of overreactionary to me. But you know what? Dan Mullen uh, seems like he probably deserves a lot of the ire he gets from the media, quite frankly. It seems like it's well-earned. He doesn't seem like... Uh, He's able to read the room whatsoever under any circumstances. And frankly, when it comes to actually doling out the punishment, I'm not really sure who in the FCC office, what technology they have access to, but all of us who are watching the game on satellite television or via streaming, whatever it might be, we all saw Markel Utzi just throwing rounds during that fight. And yet somehow he got to continue in that football game. I'm not really sure what was going on there, but there was a lot more guys throwing punches than the three guys who just got tossed out of the football game. Two for Florida, one for Missouri. That's for darn sure. But anyway, it was a black day for college football, but somehow I think we'll get past it. But anyway, a, a tough loss for Missouri, a disappointing loss for Missouri, Ultimately, though, I, I just, again, I put it on the injuries on the offensive line. I feel like Missouri is healthy up front with their usual five guys there. I still feel like they had a chance 
to make that a football game. But you know what? Florida, obviously an impressive team. Definitely give them some credit. Kyle Trask made a lot of good throws in that game. The interception where he got he got hit pretty good on that play. Other than that aside, pretty good game from him. And certainly Kyle Pitts and, and Kadarius Toney showed out, proved what kind of special players they are too. So credit to the Gators without question. So with all that being said, with a bye week for Missouri coming up, I'm not totally sure what kind of schedule I'm going to have next week. So you might get one, you might get the usual five, no promises. Just stay tuned. Follow me on social media everywhere at Locked on Mizzou. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou. Thank you.